Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of this podcast called The Dictionary. The first word for this episode is background, all one word, B-A-C-K-G-R-O-U-N-D. It is a noun, and it is from 1672. 1A, the scenery or ground behind something. I hope you are all familiar with this word. 1B, the part of a painting representing what lies behind objects in the foreground. Um, I would add on to that that um, it would be behind the objects that are the subject of the painting um, because there could be other objects that are in the foreground in front of that, uh, in front of the subject. But usually, yes, your subject is in the foreground. Number two, an inconspicuous position. 3A, the conditions that form the setting within which something is experienced. 3B1, the circumstances or events antecedent to a phenomenon or development. 3B2, information essential to understanding of a problem or situation. 3C, the total of a person's experience, knowledge, and education. 4A, intrusive sound or radiation that interferes with received or recorded electronic signals. 4B, a more or less steady level of noise above which the effect as radioactivity, uh, where did it go? Being measured by an apparatus as a Geiger counter is detected, especially a somewhat steady level of radiation in the natural environment as from cosmic rays. 5. A level of computer processing at which the processor uses time not required for a primary task to ground on an additional task. And then compare to the word foreground. So in terms of com- of a computer, sometimes it does tasks in the background, and there are other tasks that it uh, has to do in the foreground, like if you're working on some application uh, actively. Same with, um, you know, radiation. There's background radiation that's always there. But if it goes above that level, that would be in the foreground, and that's the stuff that you have to be worried about. Uh, we have a short little phrase. It is on background, and that means with the understanding that information offered for publication will not be attributed to a specific source, as in an official speaking on background. So now we have some synonym information about the word background. Um, and I don't think I mentioned this at the beginning, but this is the first form of two. Uh, the second form of background is very short. So here's the synonym information. Background, setting, environment, milieu, mise-en-scene mean the place, time, and circumstances in which something occurs. Background often refers to the circumstances or events that precede a phenomenon or development, as in, the shocking decision was part of the background of the riots. Setting suggests looking at real-life situations in literary or dramatic terms, as in, a militant reformer who was born into an unlikely social setting. Environment applies to all the external factors that have a formative influence on one's physical, mental, or moral development, as in the kind of environment that produces juvenile delinquents. Milieu is spelled M-I-L-I-E... Sorry, let me try that again. M-I-L-I-E. 
M-I-L-I-E-U. Milieu applies especially to the physical and social surroundings of a person or group of persons, as in an intellectual milieu conductive, uh, conducive to artistic experimentation. Mise-en-scène is a French phrase that is spelled M-I-S-E hyphen E-N hyphen S-C-E-N-E. Mise-en-scène strongly suggests the use of properties to achieve a particular atmosphere or theatrical effect, as in a gothic thriller with a carefully crafted mise-en-scène. And I did go to film school and we talked about this phrase. Um, It would come up every once in a while. Um, And it's basically the idea of what is in the scene, what is in the shot. And so that is um, basically anything that's in the shot. It's um, the, 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 the subject, the background, the foreground, the lighting, what are the specific objects, the production design. So that's when you hear that phrase mise-en-scene, that's what you're talking about. It's, it's what's in the shot, how is it composed, how is it lit, all those things. How does the camera move even? Um, okay, that is it for the first form of background. Now we have the second form of background. It is a transitive verb from 1768, to provide with background. Now we have backgrounder, so they've added an ER. Uh, this is a noun from 1960, an off-the-record briefing for reporters. Next we have background music, two separate words. It is a noun from 1928. Music to accompany the dialogue or action of a motion picture or radio or television drama. Next, we have background radiation. We talked about this earlier. It is two separate words. It is a noun from 1968. The microwave radiation pervading the universe that exhibits a corresponding black body temperature of 2.7 Kelvin and that is the principal evidence supporting the Big Bang Theory, called also cosmic background radiation. For those of you who don't know, uh, back in the day, our old TVs, uh, you could set it to another channel, uh, or to a a non-channel, I should say, where there's no signal, and you would just get that uh, thing that we called snow. It was white and black, and it was constantly moving, and it would make a hiss sound, Uh, And that is actually the background radiation uh, that was created when the Big Bang happened. That is um, a a signal basically in the air that that the TVs would pick up. There wasn't anything in there. Um, There there was no TV signal. It's not like you could watch The Simpsons on it. Uh, Okay, next we have backhand. It is one word. It is the first form. Um, It is a noun from 1657, 1A, a stroke, as in tennis, made with the back of the hand turned in the direction of movement, also the side on which such strokes are made. And there is a picture for this specific definition, a little black and white picture of a woman playing tennis and um, and her, uh, her hand, her arm, and the racket are in that backhand uh, formation with the back of her hand uh, going towards the the where the movement is. Uh, okay, one B, a catch as in baseball made to the side of the body opposite the hand being used. Number two, handwriting whose strokes slant downward from left to right, left to right. Okay. Uh, now we have the second form of backhand. It is an adjective from 1695, made with a backhand. 
as in a backhand tennis stroke. Now we have the third form of backhand, could also be backhanded. This is an adverb from 1889. It says, with a backhand. Um, this reminds me, uh, if you were to insult, um, actually, you know what, that's coming up, so I'm going to hold on to that one. Um, all right, next we have the fourth form of backhand. We don't usually hit four forms. Uh, this is a transitive verb from circa 1935, to do, hit, or catch backhand. And of course, I think that's uh, mostly probably related to uh, the 1B definition from before, a catch, like in baseball. Now we have backhanded. All one word. This is an adjective from 1800. One, we just have the synonyms indirect and devious, especially the synonym sarcastic, as in the example, a backhanded compliment. Uh, so that would be when you are complimenting somebody, but in the way you word it, it is also um, kind of a, a dig at them. It's it's the would be the opposite of comp of, of a compliment. Um, you're being mean to them, but you're also complimenting them at the same time. It is an art form to do a backhanded compliment. Number two, using or made with a backhand. Backhandedly is an adverb. And now we have our last word for this episode. It is backhander. B-A-C-K-H-A-N-D-E-R. All one word. It is a noun from 1960. Number one is British, and we have the synonym bribe. B-R-I-B-E. Number two, a backhand shot. So what will be the word of the episode? Um, I'm going to pick background radiation as the word of the episode because I think the cosmos is fascinating. Uh, The Big Bang, the planets, the galaxies, all that stuff. I just find that super fascinating, as you've probably heard uh, me talk about before. And um, uh, let's see. I think that's about all we've got. Uh, Oh, um, I'm going to try and leave um, most of my comments, um, unless it specifically has to do with what I'm reading at the moment, I'm going to try and leave most of my comments at the end of the episode, uh, because if you are someone who does not like to hear me talk about, uh, I guess, my life, uh, you can you can end the episode now. But if you want to hear a little bit more about my personal thoughts or things that, that's going on with me, uh, you can keep on listening. Uh, So today is January 27th. It is my niece's birthday. Uh, She is actually 10 today, 10 years old. I remember when I turned 10, I I thought that I had to have my whole life figured out before I hit two digits. I was a weird kid. I'm a weird adult because I'm reading the dictionary. Um, So I just want to say to my niece, if she's listening, uh, you don't have to have your whole life figured out. People are figuring out their whole life and who they are and what they do to the day they die. And um, I know that's what I'm doing um, because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so I think that's going to be the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Some Weirdo Reading the Dictionary. Goodbye. <laughs>